On this episode of the Ordinary Faith Podcast, I talk with Nicole Tarboff about finding her reflection. Well, hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the Ordinary Faith Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Jackson. I'm a pastor, a writer, a speaker, and I obviously love the opportunity to host this podcast where each week I get the chance to talk with somebody just about what God is doing in their life as they just pursue the next right thing or a life of ordinary faithfulness and how they've seen God do incredible things through that process. And so I'm glad you're on this journey with me as we do just that together, as we pursue that life of ordinary faith in God's extraordinary grace. My guest today is my new friend, Nicole Tarpoff, who uh, is local here in Lexington, Kentucky. And um, just through kind of discovering her gifts and her passions and the things that uh, she has walked through personally and discovering her own identity in Christ and how she is now living that out, living that out and helping others discover the same thing through um, some pretty creative means. And so excited for you to hear her story and her journey in that. But before we get there, as always, I just want to take a little bit of time to talk about what's good because, again, it's just great, I think, to be reminded of the fact that God is in and moving and through all things. And if we're willing to stop and listen, we can find him uh, in really ordinary ways. And so that's why we want to talk about today, what is good? What's good? What's good? So today, uh, I'm just going to kind of back into this via a little story and experience that I had today. Um, I happened to be out for a run yesterday uh, on the beautiful Legacy Trail here in Georgetown and Lexington, Kentucky. Um, And as I was driving home, just on the corner of the street, I saw this little kind of blackout sign with simple white lettering that simply said, Star Wars sale, Friday 8 to 5. And I thought, that is something I have to go to. And since Fridays are my day off, and I typically record these episodes on Friday. I know you don't get this until Wednesdays, but I I record on Fridays often. But anyway, so I I saw the sign, and I thought, man, I need to check that out. And so uh, today, Friday morning, I dropped my daughter in her carpool group off at school. And I was heading back out for another run, and I thought, man, I need to go check out that Star Wars sale. It was just around the corner from where I was uh, gonna gonna go run. So I pull into this driveway, a beautiful, quaint little neighborhood in the you know in the middle of the horse park area. Uh, so just a beautiful little quiet area. And I pull into this driveway, and there is this older couple, probably in their 70s, I would say, sitting out, and they have literally a garage full of Star Wars memorabilia. And she said uh, they were just super friendly and talkative. And uh, the wife was saying they've been collecting for, for over 20 years now. Uh, and they just finally got to a point where they've had so so many things that they've got to start getting rid of some of their their items because they know they're maybe not going to be around that much longer. So they're trying to clear out this Star Wars memorabilia collection. Uh, and so I'm looking, and, and it's table. I mean, it's an entire garage full of Star Wars stuff. And and I was I was a little bit disappointed because um, they started collecting in the mid to late '90s. So I think about '96. Uh, as I was looking at all the items and toys and, and collectibles they had there, it was about 96 was um, the earliest that they had. So they didn't have any, uh, like, the original toys in the packaging that would have been worth thousands of dollars. Um, but they did have some pretty cool sets and, and unique items um, from 25 or so years ago. That was that was pretty cool to look through. Um, you know, they had a little R2-D2 cassette player. They had the pop toppers. I don't know if you remember that. It was I think they sold them at maybe Pizza Hut where you, you buy a, a Pizza Hut, per, you know, like one of those plastic cups 
with the straw and it has this character pop the topper that you put on top of the glass and so they had a whole collection of those all kinds of books and action figures from all the different movies um, you know from th- that were being created uh, from the late 90s onwards so all these collectors items and it was just it was fascinating to me to see this this massive Star Wars collection that this family this this elderly couple had amassed over these many years and I didn't stop to ask them about kids but it didn't seem to me like they had kids it was just the two of them really enjoyed collecting all these things together and finally got to a point where they said uh we got to get rid of this stuff. So I, I enjoyed a little bit of a nostalgia walking there. I have a couple friends who back in the day were huge Star Wars collectors, and so I took some pictures to send to them. Uh, and I, you know, I just enjoyed kind of browsing that that collection for a few minutes and talking to this couple. And I was just reminded about so some of you are Star Wars fans, some of you are not. Some some of you, I just said use some of you guys. Uh, some of you are Star Wars fans, probably many of you maybe are not, but it's it's a series that I grew up on and I loved it. And so I was super excited when the new trilogy came out uh, around 98 or whenever that, that, you know, the Phantom Menace came out and, you know, what, didn't love that, that trilogy necessarily. But, you know, now that I have kids, loved introducing them to the Star Wars universe and certainly the new trilogy. I've just had a blast watching those movies and reliving the story and the characters and that nostalgia with my kids. And, it's, and it's, been, it's been fun. It's something that I will carry with me for my entire life. And so to sit there in this driveway and talk to this older couple who felt this, the exact same way. In fact, they felt it so much so that they amassed this collection of collector's items. And as I was sitting there chatting, another family pulled up and they were from out of town. They were visiting the horse park um, from Syracuse, New York. They had driven down. And so we got to talking and they were, you know, having the same sense of nostalgia and um, kind of childlike wonder at this collection this, this, this couple had, had put together. And we all just kind of felt the same way, this, this peaceful nostalgia over the story, over the characters. And I just walked out of there just feeling really rejuvenated and really kind of happy because it brought me back to that to that, um, you know, childhood sense of being immersed in a story. And so, you know, we know that. We know great stories tend to do that. So Star Wars is, is a, you know, one of those examples. For many people, it might be the Harry Potter series or the Chronicles of Narnia or Lord of the Rings or, or any, you know, any story like that that just has these characters that you fall in love with and a storyline that you don't want to be, that has such a, a connection to you during your formative years that it tends to stay with us. And I'm reminded of, of how important that is. I think for my kids, it's going to be the Marvel Universe that they they grew up in these formative years watching, um, you know, watching Captain America and Thor and, and Iron Man. And so that was that's their characters that they're going to carry with them. And so it's a blast watching that. And there's there is something about that. There's something about these stories and characters that draw us in to their lives and their universe and their world, but actually that connect us to one another. And obviously, the, the story of God, the story of Scripture is that for us as well. These are, these are stories and narratives and um, kind of this history of the people of God. That's what the Bible is. It's God's story of um, d- displaying himself to the people of Israel first and then ultimately to the whole world. And we get to be a part of that. And I, I just... Uh, kind of walked away from this random little uh, Star Wars garage sale, uh, being grateful that for that little piece of nostalgia, but then also zooming out of that a little bit and seeing myself and our community in that that bigger narrative that God is doing and that there is some nostalgia to that. I mean, we feel that every time at Christmas, when Christmas comes around, there's a nostalgia around that. And, you know, even pulling out decorations like a, a manger scene or, um, you know, certain reading the Bible story, reading the Christmas story with 
um, you know, with your kids maybe on a Christmas morning. Like there is a there is a connection and an emotion and a belonging to those stories that really resonate at our deepest core. And I, I think that so much of what our life of faith is really about is seeing the story that God is weaving and creating and finding ourselves in that uh, and and learning to live within that fully and confidently and finding our identity in Christ um, as he continues to write and create that story in our midst that we get to be a part of that. And so, again, that's that, that's a, a maybe a big leap, a big connection to go from um, – Looking at a Tauntaun uh, or some you know some Star Wars action figures and coloring books in, in a old garage sale to kind of this identity in Christ thing, but there is something about that narrative, which is why it's so important to talk. It's so important to share the stories that, of Scripture, the stories of what God has done, and that's why I do this podcast to continue to share the stories of what God is doing uh, and how we find ourselves in there. And so um, that that's my little uh, kind of rambling story uh, of Star Wars being good but also the fact that that, that opens up a doors to uh, just the, the, rem, the reminder to me this morning and hopefully maybe a reminder to you of how important it is to find ourselves in God's story and to, and to share your stories and remember God with others. So today, Star Wars and the story, that is what's good. Now, as I mentioned earlier, my guest today is my new friend, Nicole Tarpoff. Nicole is um, a 20-something here in the Lexington, Kentucky area, a, a graduate from the University of Kentucky. And she's going to share a little bit of her story with you about how she uh, worked through and walked through some kind of identity and confidence issues, but ultimately found that in her Lord in the Lord. And as she aligned that with her gifts and passions and has stepped into what she believes is just a, a really beautiful calling to help other people discover that as well through something that she calls the Reflect Movement. And so without any further ado, I'm going to go ahead and roll my conversation with Nicole Tarpoff. I am joined here in the studio with uh, a new friend, Nicole Tarpoff. We've had a mutual friend, um, Katie, what's her last name now? She just got married. Ekman. Katie Ekman, That's formerly right. Katie McCrary. But um, yeah, I, I had the, the distinct privilege of uh, working with Katie as a volunteer uh, a number of years ago and kind of our paths just crossed. And I'm really excited just to talk to Nicole today because she's got really cool stuff going on, but we'll get to all your reflect and companies, is that what you call mm-hmm. it? And we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But first, before we get too far ahead of ahead ourselves. I'd love for you just to introduce yourself to our listeners, kind of tell people who you are, what it is that you do here in the central Kentucky area. Beautiful. Yeah. So like you said, my name's Nicole. I am originally from Cincinnati. Okay. So grew up there, came to school in Lexington to go to UK yeah. and graduated with PR and marketing degree. Okay. And so that has led me to working at the Ronald McDonald House okay. now in Lexington. So you do marketing and stuff for them? Yeah. I, I manage our events and our communications. Okay. And so tell us, I mean, I'm, I mean, Ronald McDonald House obviously has been around uh, for, for quite a long time, but yeah. what, just an overview, what is it that you guys do as an organization here in the Bluegrass? Yeah, totally. So our mission is just keeping families close. So yeah. any child that's under the age of 21, we are able to take care of their family while they're staying in the hospital. Yeah. So the, the hospital takes good care of the children yeah. and then we keep the families together. So anyone that, you know, lives kind of far away, their child's hospitalized, they would probably be sleeping in, you know, the hospital hallways and things like that. So we give them yeah. A bed to stay and that's, in. That is a huge gift. We uh, recently about, uh, I guess it's about eight months ago now, our son had an injury and broke his back and was oh, in the wow. hospital. And 
we were, I mean, we're privileged to live close enough that right. my wife and I were splitting that and he, his stay was relatively short, but I mean, yeah, you just imagine families who are going through long, long treatments for kids. What, what a gift it is that you guys get to do. And so, yeah. so PR marketing, does that feel like the right niche for you? I mean, sometimes you, you go to college and find something and study <laughs> and then you, you never do anything with it when you get out, but does that feel like the, the right niche for you? It does. And it, it's just kind of a promise from the father. I ended up changing my degree mid college yeah. to PR to do nonprofit work because okay. I felt like that's what he was asking me to do. And so this opportunity with RMHC was kind of just a door of promise that I was expecting to walk through yeah. just by what he spoke so to me. So what is that? I mean, I'm curious, like you say, that was, I'm always, I always love learning about what, what people are hearing when they're sensing, hey, God's leading me to this. Yeah. And that's kind of what we try to unpack here on the podcast a little bit. It was, what is it? What does it look like to, to be obedient, those small steps of faith? So when you're, you know, 19, 20, going, <laughs> going to college, it can feel really like yeah. a huge deal, like the biggest decision you're making is what major. So can you can you go back and kind of walk that process of how you knew that that was the right switch for you? Yeah, totally. So I was just at this stage in my life where I was like, okay, what do I really enjoy doing? At the time yeah. I was studying fashion merchandising. Okay. You know, I was like, I'm going to break into this materialistic world and change it. And yeah. the Lord's going to do crazy <laughs> things, yeah. which he totally will do just not through me <laughs> right now. Right. But so I was at this Habitat for Humanity build and I was in this season where I was trying to figure out, okay, what do I enjoy doing? And yeah. I was at this build and so we were building a house and something just clicked in me where I realized like somebody organizes all of this and this is their career because in yeah. my head I thought what I really enjoy doing is volunteering yeah. and I was like wait a moment <laughs> you don't get paid to do that yeah so just hard, hard to make a career out of just helping out <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like too right. much. Yeah. but something clicked in me when I was like wait like you can actually you can work for a nonprofit. someone coordinates all of this and is paid to do that and yeah. is paid to serve and what a gift that is and so something just I don't know something came alive in me at the yeah. thought of that. Yeah. And so I just kind of took it to the Lord and was like, hey, is this is this what you're asking me to do? And um, I'm really not a spontaneous decision maker. I'm yeah. spontaneous in yeah. nature, but with the big decisions, I sit in them for a while. Yeah. But this one, I, I just had like a quickening just spirit right. about yeah. it. Just felt right. I went to my advisor's office the next day and, and changed my major. Yeah. So that's awesome. It was really simple, but also just felt like a grace over it and felt a freedom to just yeah. Do That's it. awesome. It's it's funny. I'm I'm usually super impulsive, but it took me four years to <laughs> to declare my major when I was in college, there and I think I knew where the Lord was leading me through all that. But I, I had a hard time committing to a future. I think so. I didn't com I didn't fully actually declare till I was about six months from graduating, <laughs> even though I had most of my credits. But That's you awesome. know, so it sounds like you. I mean, you just uh, what I'm hearing is you've already just kind of had this heart of of service. Like you were yeah. already connected to volunteering and Habitat for Humanity and even in what you originally were thinking of doing with the fashion, that there was mm -hmm. there was a sense of of serving and mission, and that's always been right. kind of a part of you, and, and so it makes it easier to listen to the Lord in that. So, I mean, have you grown up with faith your whole life in, in the church, or like go back even farther and just yeah. share a little bit about maybe your faith story and where you came to know the Lord and what that looks like as yeah. um, to where you are now? Totally. So I grew up with a wonderful family yeah. and, you know, we would go to church and, and all of, we did the right things. Right. Yeah. And so I would always, I would probably say I've always believed in God, but yeah. I wouldn't always say that I've walked with him and known that intimate relationship with him, this yeah. side of heaven was possible. Yeah. And so I, I 
established a hunger for the Lord in high school, actually. I had okay. gone through a really hard relationship, and I had a friendship in high school that was in this wonderful church, and I was always, like, hungry to be a part of a community, and yeah. I started going with her, and um, but it wasn't probably until my freshman year of college that I would say I encountered the Lord for mm. the first time and actually started walking with Him. Yeah. And so I was always, like, seen as this sweet person and had a heart to like help people yeah. but I never credited it to the father probably until my freshman year of college I just yeah. like you're saying I, I always had this heart to help people because I loved seeing them walk in the fullness of who they were and so that were just characteristics of yeah. the father I had in me that I didn't know yeah. that they were from him yeah. yet I think that's that's probably the Holy Spirit and I, I mean I think a lot of us can look back in our lives yep. and see those those years where maybe it wasn't clicking holistically mind body spirit but you can look back and know what man the lord was leading and the holy spirit was kind of directing and shaping that stuff in you from a very young age and it does sometimes take time to walk that out so that that's cool to hear so you've now you get to you get to now do that work full-time for a a charity that really really um helps families and i've i've been able to talk to people over the years i mean i as a pastor i get to the, the privilege and also the burden of, of visiting people in hospitals and yeah. know, know just what a gift it is that you guys get to give. So that's that's awesome. Yeah. But kind of the reason that I that you popped on my radar was not Ronald McDonald House. <laughs> um, it, it's this other sort of movement and, and side gig that you do. So yeah. so tell us a little about it's Reflect and Company is this mm-hmm. sort of side. It's, is it an actual business that you've kind of launched and started? So just yeah. tell us all about that because it's, it's a pretty cool story. Yeah, thank you. Well, so... The founding story of Reflecting Company is really fun. Yeah. So it, Let's it's, have at it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what yeah, we're here for. Totally. And yeah. it's kind of really just my testimony and my coming to know the Lord. And yeah. briefly speaking, in, in high school, I, I really always struggled with a mirror and looking yeah. at myself. And I was never happy with what I saw. Hmm. Um, I was never satisfied. I was always disappointed. I was always comparing myself to other people. And yeah was never good enough and to the point where I manipulated that and and tried to change that whether that was through my food or um, just over exercising I played many sports (laughs) and so um, and I I loved that but um, it was when I like I said my freshman year of college when the Lord just really wrecked my heart Hmm. and and opened my eyes to the fact that that's not who I am and it's mm. not something I need to walk with and not something I need to carry. Yeah. And and so I really just started asking him to change my heart and to change the way I saw myself. And yeah. um, and it started to happen. And, and I, I'd never really like talked with the Lord when I was younger. And yeah. so when kind of dialoguing with him about it and I actually started to see my thoughts towards myself for changing. I was like, yeah. Lord, you're so cool. <laughs> you know, yeah. and so what happened was with the mirror though, I my parents had moved into a new home yeah. and in the room that was dibbed like mine, yeah. there was this mirror that had no frame on it in the room. And I was like, oh dad, like I want to make a mirror for this or a frame for this because my dad's a carpenter. And okay. so I kind of just grew up thinking, oh, I, I can just make something. Like yeah. I'll just make it. Yeah. 
Well, hey friends, I'm just gonna interrupt this conversation for a moment to tell you about one of our sponsors, Kaylee Polk and her art studio, Designs of a Daughter. Kaylee's custom artwork beautifully captures the extraordinary grace that's present in all of life's moments. From custom portraits to beautiful landscapes, Kaylee can create the perfect piece of personalized artwork for you and for your loved ones. Her acrylic paintings and watercolors make great gifts to celebrate milestone moments, and they add a touch of grace, creativity, and personality to any home or office. And this season on the Ordinary Faith Podcast, Designs of a Daughter is partnering with us on our Patreon account. So when you add your support to the Ordinary Faith Podcast for as little as just $1 a month, you'll automatically be entered to win a custom piece of artwork from Designs of a Daughter. So you can choose from one of her existing designs or what a lot of people love to do is submit a personal photo of your own and she'll recreate a piece of art inspired by your favorite moments. So weddings, engagements, a new house, a new baby, a family portrait, you name it, she can paint it. And here's the cool thing, the higher your monthly support is on Patreon, the more chances you get to win. So if you bump up your support to the $5 a month or more tier, you'll receive additional entries for the drawing at every tier level. That means for, again, as little as a dollar a month, you can continue to support this awesome podcast community and you get to enter to win a ridiculously charming piece of personalized art. So to take advantage of this special offer and that chance to win custom artwork from Designs of a Daughter in time for Christmas, uh, go to patreon.com slash ordinaryfaith. That's patreon.com slash ordinaryfaith. And to see more of Kaylee's art and to find her Etsy shop, you can go to her Instagram account at Designs of a Daughter uh, and give her a follow over there. And again, those links will all be on the show notes, so check it all out. Now, back to my conversation. So saw this mirror. I was like, Dad, let's make a frame. So we started making a frame and and the Lord kind of, this is where it started. He yeah. like paused my heart and was like, hey, how cool would it be for you to make a mirror for your daughter you'll one day have and mm. pray over it and declare truth that she will only see herself the way mm. that I see her when she looks in it. And there was some like type of weight on it. And I, I just sat in that and was listening to what he was saying and and I was like, wait a minute, I don't think this is just for my biological daughter. I felt mm. almost like a, a commissioning to to do it for daughters I'll have in the kingdom, mothers, grandmothers, sons, grandfathers, mm. um, and just really change the way that culture speaks about body image. And, mm. and something that the Lord used, um, I'm sorry, something the Lord and the enemy used for destruction in my life is what the Lord is using to birth this ministry, which yeah. is so beautiful. Yeah, pretty cool when God gets when God does that which he's really really good at (laughs) yeah he's so good and so that's that's where it started was just this idea but that was years and years ago probably my freshman year of college and so I didn't know at the time if it would become a business I thought okay I'll this will be my gift at baby showers and weddings and I'll just make these for people and then the Lord just started to open up doors of opportunity I, I lived out on a horse farm where I could you know, keep my materials and and saws. I have lots of power tools. Everyone's (laughs) surprised when they hear that, especially when they see me, they're really confused. (laughs) But yeah, so he just keeps opening up opportunities and and providing. And um, there's some really crazy provision stories, but yeah, so it's just been a sweet journey of him him showing me like, I'm using every part of your story. And, And if I could go back and relive you know, my younger years, which I'm still young, but I would do it all again yeah. just to learn this lesson. And, and this 
responsibility I feel to start this movement and not really start it because there are movers and shakers that are doing similar things and I'm just coming alongside them and partnering with them in a new way with this ministry. But I just, I really believe the Lord's doing something in culture with body image and the way that we see ourselves and in the buckets we put our worth in. And, and I can see him starting to show people that there's really only one bucket and yeah. it's just his hands. Yeah. And when we put our worth in in him, he's unshaking, unchanging. When I was younger, every day was, okay, some days I felt good because I thought I looked great. And then the next day yeah. I would just plummet. Yeah. And that's what happens when you put your worth in the world. And so. Yeah. Well, I, I, mean, yeah. I love, so I love that, that concept of, of giving somebody a tangible thing that's not only I mean there's so many aspects to that that I that I hope we can I can keep circling because my mind's going a million yeah. million different yeah. places with that but you know the first thing is th- the fact that you kind of were were saved from something this you had this sort of inner inner dialogue that was tearing yourself apart and the Lord yeah. released you from that and 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 lifted that and actually has like you said repurposed that old self to be something new but yeah. not just for yourself for others that you get to pass on which is such a cool promise, um, yeah. and that you've been able to, to see beyond just yourself, beyond you know maybe a daughter someday, but actually, like you said, a kingdom. And mm-hmm. I think God does that a lot. He He will save us from something and then use that very thing um, to be a powerful story. I mean, I've got friends who've recovered from all kinds of different addictions, and that's the thing Beautiful. they end up getting to speak into. But but I love also that it's a tangible it's a tangible gift that you're able to give somebody that they're mm-hmm. putting on, you know, in a, in a bedroom or hanging on a wall somewhere. Um, you know, we, we tend to, you know, write scriptures on a, on an index card and hang it, you know, at our yeah. desk or write, my wife will write a Bible verses and in, in dry erase marker yes. on the, on the mirrors. And it's those, those places where we're going to constantly see it. And you've actually created the mirror mm-hmm. to be that thing because, you know, oftentimes with, for, with forgiveness and, and, and those thoughts that they come back, um, and we uh, we constantly have to be able to to submit those to Christ and give those to Him. But it's just so neat to me to think that you know if you're giving this gift to to you know a young woman say mm-hmm. who's who's walked through similar things that she can look at that mirror and not just see herself, yeah, but in the frame that you've created for her, see that promise totally. from God that it's um, that she can always hold those in, in two hands. So that's I mean yeah. that, that's that's such a cool concept you've got. So yeah. Um, so what does that look like for you right now? I mean it, it's obviously over a course of a few years here expanded from that very first mirror to now you've. Um, you know, I've seen pictures of, of a barn full of wood, and <laughs> like you said, all the saws all over the place. And so yeah. you kind of got a process, obviously, and um, and people contacting you maybe. And so, yep. so what, what does it look like for you right now to kind of what's what's Reflecting Company doing on a you know weekly, monthly basis right now? Yeah. So right now, I actually just recently opened up some ten slots for custom commissions. Okay, cool. So before I was doing releases where people could buy from what I had made. And so yeah. they can view them and then buy them. The pick ones, yeah. And I've just had some questions and inquiries about customs. And so I prayed yeah. about it and thought about it. And I've just, I've opened that up because I felt like I could. Yeah. And so, yeah. So now I'm really excited because there are those slots that are open where people can just, it's through the website, reflectingco.com. Yeah. They can go and you just reserve your spot. And then I, I get in touch with people and see what size they want and yeah. what it looks like. And what I love most, and I do this, whether it's a custom or something that I pre-create that people buy from is I really just ask the Lord what he's trying to speak over that person because I know every time I'm creating has he has someone specific in mind yeah 
And so I'm always asking him for the title and and what truth he wants to speak over that person and really the strongholds in that person's life that the enemy likes to use. Mm. And so I've seen time and time again with people that I give them to how sweet the word that is written with it or the title that it is meets them in their season or Mm. meets them in, in just a really soft spot in their heart that the Lord would only know. And so it's just, it's so cool and such an honor to make these because the Lord just speaks the kindest things over people. And they're always so different. Um, and, and sometimes he speaks really clearly as I'm creating it or speaks through a song that I'm worshiping to at that, at that moment. But yeah, so that's what it looks like right now. But the, my heart posture in the creating process, whether I'm doing customs or pre-creating them and, and releasing them, the process is pretty much the yeah, same. Yeah. Um, and it's really, really yeah. sweet. So what, what are some of the, um, I mean, what, what's the response when you get to give those to people? And what, I mean, what do you hear from these, these people that get to receive that from you? Do you hear, do you ever hear back some stories of what, yeah. you know, what they, what they think and what they feel about it? I do. Yeah. There's one of my friends specifically that, she has a similar story to me and had a hard time looking yeah. in the mirror. And she's told me that her mirror has totally changed the way that she hmm. sees herself. And she had a hard time looking in it for a while. Yeah. Not this specific mirror, but she couldn't really look in the mirror. And she said, Nicole, this has totally changed the way I hmm. see myself. And and that's not the object itself. It's right. the intention and it's the Lord and the Holy Spirit yeah. um, just moving in her heart because it was created with intention. Yeah. But I've had those stories and I've had stories of people that'll come to me and say, um, I I want this for a family member Mm. that's walking through something hard or, or they have a family member that knows who they are in the Lord, but just want to champion them in that. And so I've heard some really wonderful stories from people like that of, you know, it's really hard to look in a mirror that you know that was created for you to see yourself the way the Father does and say something negative because you feel like you're insulting the Creator. So you're much more aware and... Um, like when you're looking in it, cause I experienced that with my own personal mirror. I'm like, I know I created this <laughs> yeah. to see the strong, bold and confident woman that I am. And so yeah. when I look in it, I'm reminded tan- like of this tangible object reminds yeah. me of the promises of yeah. the Lord, well, which I, is really I, sweet. And I love you see that throughout, you see it throughout scripture and throughout history that yeah. a lot of times we need those things. And you know, there's, there's the the song we sing at Christmas that says, here I raise my Ebenezer, but mm. the Ebenezer is this, it's a monument to what God has done. You know, we, we talked about our mutual friend, Katie, that she used to volunteer for me at uh, a nonprofit coffee house I was running, and it was called The Cairn. That was the name of the coffee yep. house because it was literally named after monuments. The, a cairn is a mm. pile of rocks that, that you set up to mark either a pathway, mm. specifically like in, on, a, on a trail, but yeah. it's also to mark uh, places where things have happened. And, and you see that in scripture where, where um, the people of God oftentimes set up these stone monuments as, mm-hmm. as a declaration. Um, and so whether it's, uh, you know, a pile of rocks to say to, to be a reminder of who God is and what mm-hmm. he's done or a mirror like you're doing or, you know, whatever it is in our life, we oftentimes need need those yeah. tangible things to be able to look at and, and be reminded of the promise, even when it seems far away, even yes. when we don't feel it. Um, and, and you've, you get to you get to give that to people that they can see that yeah. every day um, and kind of have that just written all over the place. So that, yeah. I mean, what a gift! Well, and what's really cool too is with a tangible object, it can be passed down. Yeah. And so that's my heart. It's not just for this generation. It's the one we're raising and the one that they will raise. Right. And so from generation to generation, I 
am casting vision and just declaring identity for years and years to come. Yeah. So my daughter will receive my mirror and then I hope my granddaughter will hmm. receive that mirror. And so when you look at my family line, it is my heart cry that you will see woman after woman that walks confidently in who they are. Yeah. And and so that's my heart too, that they'll just be these tangible items that are passed down from generation to generation. And you'll be able to see like through that tangible promise, yeah. these strong, confident yeah. women. That's awesome. I mean, that's that's inc- I mean, working full time, helping people at the Ronald McDonald <laughs> House. And then you kind of have this uh, however many hours a week you spend, you know, <laughs> cutting wood and sanding and painting. And uh, it, it's just awesome that, that you've kind of got that heart um, to serve and help people receive that. And mm. so is there thoughts or I mean, this is a this is a you thing right now. Have you is this um, something you ever see expanding to more people involved in creating more opportunities to um, to get mirrors in the hands of people, or does this feel like something that is just sort of a personal thing for you right now that, that is yeah. good where it is? Yeah, I would love for that to be a thing at yeah. some point okay. in the Lord's time <laughs> and provision. Yeah. Um, right now, that's that's not the story, but I I have a feeling that that okay. that will come, and and I would love to invite other people into it. Yeah. I would love for other people to come and just create because there's something about when you're creating, you just feel a connection with the Father. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and what's cool is my earthly father, like we share this together, yeah. and it's it's our thing that. Um, like I can ask him, like, how do I do this? And he's in Cincinnati, but he'll still help me and yeah. teach me and coach me. So it's been this beautiful picture in my life with even my earthly father of just creating with him and how it's it's so fun hmm. to do that together with him. And, and so much more so um, our heavenly father. Like I just, I feel like I'm acting like him when I'm creating because yeah. he's so creative. Yeah. He's the most creative. Yeah. And so when I invite him into that process, um, I just, I feel so connected with him and yeah. it's just really special. But one day I, I hope to invite other people into it and, um, yeah, and see how that goes. Cause I would, I was always love to be a part of the, you know, um, the, the praying and declaring truth over the mirror right. and maybe right. the finishing touches and things, but would love to have people help with the business side of <laughs> yeah. things. And That's where it gets tricky. Yeah, <laughs> and the assembly and stuff too. Yeah. And um, But we'll, we'll see what that looks like. But I do yeah. have a heart for that, that to yeah, happen. Awesome. Well, yeah. I mean, I just, I mean, we're kind of running up at the end of our time here, but I just, I mean, I love what you talk, said about creator and being mm. creative and how that connects us to him. And I just, you know, I've, as people created in the image of God, mm-hmm. obviously he's the creator. So we're going to have that right. um, inclination towards creation to be able to, to create and build and and, mm-hmm. and build up rather than tear down. And when we do that, we are reflecting the image of God. And I just love the fact that our, our identity as people uh, is yeah. literally that we are made in the image of God and our purpose is to continue to grow and understanding of that so mm-hmm. that we reflect the glory of God back to the earth yeah. and in turn take the worship and praises of creation and reflect that back to God. And you've like totally captured that with reflecting company with yes. this, this, <laughs> that, this idea of being mirrors of, of understanding that yeah. our image um, reflects the glory of God, but also our praises back to him. And, and yes. you know, you've, you've kind of captured that kind of the essence of what mm. it means to be made in, in the image of God. So that's, yeah. that's beautiful. And Amen. you've got a gift and a, and a passion. And I love it. And I'm, you know, it's 
love that you're in our backyard here, right in Lexington, doing that. And um, so people listening to this, how can they learn more? You said you got a website, Mm -hmm. reflectingcompany.com. Is that correct? Reflectingco.com. Yep. Reflectingco.com. And my Instagram is just my name, Nicole Nicole. Tarpoff. Okay. Well, we'll make sure to uh, add those links to the show notes so people can check you out and learn more and maybe maybe, uh, contact you about a mirror or whatever it is. I'd be honored. Kind of ch- check that out. But uh, again, Nicole, thanks so much for some time and just love love your obedience and, and what you get to experience through the Lord through all of that. So thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, I tell you what, that's just so cool. I love to see um, people paying attention. Somebody like Nicole who's paying attention to what God is doing in their lives and that, and what, what she is learning about herself and kind of really holding that with open hands up to God and saying, what, what can we do with this? What can I do with this? How can you continue to shape me? But also, how can I use that to help shape the community around me? And that's what she's currently doing by creating these mirrors and this, this reflect movement. Um, and so I would encourage you to go check out Nicole. I'll, again, I will link to her social profile on the episode webpage on the show notes here so you can check her out, see some of the pictures of the mirrors and the process that she goes through in creating it. It's, it's really encouraging to see someone like her just so prayerful and intentional um, about every little uh, piece of art and piece, uh, every work that she's creating for the people who are going to receive those. And so it's, it's, a, it's a really cool uh, ministry. It's a really cool um, kind of creative outlet for her. And I'd encourage you to go check that out. And, and obviously, if you want to order one of her mirrors, I'm sure she would love to um, have you do that as well. So again, go, go check out Nicole Tarpoff and her social profiles, which will be linked to the show notes. And of course, as I mentioned every week, it's just a huge help. If this conversation was encouraging to you, if you enjoyed it, uh, it's a it's a big help. If you would consider sharing that with a friend, and so if you want to link it on your social profile somewhere or message it to somebody who you think would benefit from hearing from it, feel free to do that. And again, it's a huge help uh, to this podcast if you would rate or review it on iTunes. So just go into the Apple Podcast app and uh, give it a star rating, and maybe even consider just typing up a couple sentences to review the podcast. Uh, that's just a great way to help keep it active and keep it in front of as many people as possible. So if you'd be willing to take a few seconds to do that, I sure would appreciate it. Uh, And of course, I really do want to say thank you to those of you uh, who support this podcast on our Patreon account. It it makes a huge difference to allow me to keep producing and creating this content for you. It's all free. You can subscribe for free. You can get everything for free. And again, I just encourage you, if if it's meaningful and if you believe in this and if you've been encouraged um, over uh, a number of podcasts, podcast episodes by this. Uh, consider just e- even for a dollar a month uh, to uh, to continue to help support and, and keep this podcast active. And again, as you heard earlier in the little uh, advertisement, if you do that over this season in the next few weeks, you'll have an opportunity to win a really, really cool uh, piece of artwork from Designs of a Daughter. So again, thank you so much to those of you who have joined and support on the Patreon account. As always, I want to say thanks to the band Legacies for being the soundtrack to this podcast. I love those guys and the music that they're making, so make sure you check out Legacies Music on Apple Music, Spotify, or wherever you find your music. Until next time, friends, remember, all it takes to bring heaven to earth is ordinary faith and extraordinary grace.